Hey yo, we about to tear it up. It's the Breaking Atoms podcast where we break things down to the very last compound. My name is Summit, aka Dude Love. And my name is Chris Mitchell, aka The Actual Factual. The Actual Factual, if we're going to be honest, you are now Teddy Riley. Why? That's your Actual Factual. Why, 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 are you, why are you exposing me like this? You are, you are actually Teddy Riley. Right, so obviously we're doing a very, very special episode and a special person. And so because of the silky smooth voice that you think you have, you thought you'd bring out the road mic. Uh, and go real, you know, go in. Uh, that has led to twenty minutes of technical difficulties, where auto tune echoes. You know, it, it, it just reminded me of Teddy Riley and Babyface, where I'm just sit there with my Babyface going, <sighs> just let, let and me, you're let just... me be, man. Just let me live, man. I'm, I was, not <laughs> I'm trying to. I was just trying to upgrade the um the production value on my end of things. You know what I mean? This week, listen. This week, I, I don't. This week, I do a recording I... in the house. Um, yeah. You know, I've recorded my first song in my new my new home setup, Parts Unknown. Nice. You know what nice. I mean? So I thought, nice. okay, let me get my little Dr. Dre on. You know what I mean? And um, it fails. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Miserably, right? Yeah. Miserably. I look horrible out here. <laughs> so hold on. Tell me about Actual Factual. Um, you gave me that name. You tell me. It's just, it's a phrase that I'm pretty sure I've stolen from hip hop. Uh, being an Asian person in rap, I tend to steal things, right? Yes, you do. I'm a culture vulture. Yes, you I'm do. Culture Absolutely. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that whole bourbon thing one day, but carry on. Yeah, anyway, so because I'm um, stealing and a culture vulture, I'm pretty sure I've heard actual factual before. I think uh, and, I, and I gave it. it. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I've seen the music on Twitter. I've, 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 just, I've just stolen it. it. It feels like something that one used to say in the 90s um and i just like to bring that back sometimes mm, there was that, uh, you know, know there was that lord finesse song called actual facts maybe maybe it's come from that maybe it's maybe it has come from that i don't know but the question is the question yeah is why have you decided to bless me with such a, a, a moniker ah uh, because you're an actual factual person you know elaborate Gas me, gas me, gas me, <laughs> gas me. Yeah, that, that that's what she said. We're not saying gas me, brother. That's just pause, pause, <laughs> yeah, pause. Ga- that's what she said. Gas me, gas. No, no, let's not do it. No, actual factual. You're an actual factual individual. You you deal with the hard facts, the data. You know, you ain't out here looking at like you ain't out here looking at Boris Johnson. You're like Chris Whitty and that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like deal with the facts and that. What is the data telling us? Boris, so it's actual facts. Man, like Boris know? Johnson came off the ventilator and then went and checked his baby mother immediately. Self isolation, innit? But go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, that no, that was it. That was that was the, that was the crux of it. Yeah, I like you're. Uh, you're... I, I felt in my chest when you when you gave me the name. I started glowing like um, Carlton when he got the book from Will in Fresh Britain. <laughs> Definitely, I appreciate it. So it's um when someone can um bestow an honor upon you, uh, right? And you know a name. Yeah, and you know it's not just one of it's it's not a, a square that you're trying to fit into a triangle. It just it just fits. I am the actual factual. You are the actual factual, and, and names are important. Yes, um, in this world, meanings of names are important. And Luther Van Dross has a very, very strong name. Yeah, I, I um, I did my googles, and um, <laughs> I found out his full name. What's his full name? Luther Ronzoni Van Dross Junior. So there's two of him out there. 
Damn. Get Ronzoni. You know, you know how impressive your name has to be to even shock black people. <laughs> Ronzoni. Ronzoni. I want to say that is... though before we start. You see, uh, go on. Black people, we don't say Luther. We say Lufa, as in L O O F A. All right. So for right. the rest of this podcast, I'm going to be referring to him as Lufa. Yeah, is that is that is that just a dialect thing? No, 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 no. This is our thing, like Lufa, like you know, it's like we don't say method man, we say method man, M E F F O D. It's the M E F F O D. Not our remix, method man. Okay, fine. I I don't understand, but I mean, I understand that people say things in a different way. I just didn't know that was. Uh, something that was associated with black people. No, I'm a, I just do that, don't... man. That's how we roll. Lufa. L O O F A. Lufa. Yeah. Lufa. Lufa. Okay, no, I, I'm, I'm, I dig it. All right, so let's talk about Lufa. You want some big um, facts? You want some actual facts? Yeah, yeah g- g- give me some actual factual background facts about Luther Ronzoni <laughs> Vandross. <laughs> so your man Luther Ronzoni Vandross Jr. was born on April 20, 1951. He was a background vocalist for Shaka Khan, Diana Ross, and Donna Summer, and much more. He was the lead singer of the group Change, but he left to go solo. After that, he was part of a group called Luther, as and like I mentioned before, it would be Luther. Um, <laughs> uh, Luther was uh, a quintet with um, some of some of his former members. Sorry, it was a quintet, and the other members in the group were previously members of a group called Shades of Jade. After their two albums, I think, he then launched his solo career with Never Too Much um, in 1981. Yes. Um, he had a voice that was described by people as smooth as silk and flawless. He was called the Pavarotti of pop. Um, I don't like that because Pavarotti weren't the standard. Um, maybe Pavarotti was the Luther of opera, but, you know, that's neither here or there. And, wow. Um, why, are you coming at, why are you coming at Luciano Pavarotti in that? Yeah, that's I, don't first like, I don't like how certain people are always seen as the standard or something. Like, nah, man, allow it. Um, oh, all right, I'll carry on. I'll break down something to you in a second. Nah, bro, bro, did we listen to Pavarotti in the hood? Pavarotti. It's not about the hood. It's, it's, it's about people, hood. That, who, it's about hood. people who created that comparison. Like, so... Psycho, psych, like psychology will tell you we are always keen to compare. So the people that created that would have listened to Pavarotti and then made that comparison. It's stuck. It's a comparison thing. We are always looking for comparisons. Anyway, no, I, I understand that in it. I just don't like it in it. But go, go ahead. Right. Um, yeah, Luther Vandross, one of the greatest voices in the history of music, also had a lot of technical insight when it came to singing as well. He wasn't just someone who went by feeling, but he was very much about the science, um, the vocal ranges, the vibrato, the tenor. All that kind of good stuff. He was into all of that. Yes, 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 he was. He was a rap scientist for sure. Or R and B scientist, I would say. I reckon he was um what's the what's the word? What's the word for like what's the higher level of a scientist? God, isn't it? I'm I'm with that. He was a god. I'm with that. Yeah, he he was so he was a force, isn't it? So like you know we talk about the like wrestling wrestling reference. You know, we talk about the the Undertaker being a phenom in it, like a presence. Yes. That's hard. You know what I'm saying? That's hard. That's hard. That's hard. Luther Vandross was like a presence in music, yeah. right? Yeah, he like understood that. that his, his, I guess his, uh, his credits in terms of songwriting, composing, uh, background vocals. This guy was on like Chic and stuff like that. Like, he, he was serious. He was very serious. He was, he was uh, a force that I think is often overlooked. 
I think certain people and certain cultures revere him, but I don't feel he's revered enough, especially since his passing. He was massive, um, had a massive influence on on singers and rappers that we know today. Absolutely, just, I agree. Just just to think about Never Too Much as your single was a solo artist. You know what? That's that's, a, that's like big tune. To come out the gate with that is a is a is very is very um impressive. But that, that's a uh, thought though. I think in the in the totem pole um, known as Lufa in my life, Lufa. never too much doesn't really come that high. I think it's a bit played out, but I, un- yeah, I understand but... its importance. I do understand its importance as as a as a party staple. Yeah, I, I, so I think it's it's because it's been played so much. Yeah, it's it's right? it's that song. It's that song. It's like how people feel about Ab- some ABBA songs. They're like, oh, I've heard it so many times because you go to a party and it's always on and it annoys the fuck out of me. It's that. It's 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 the thing. It's the fact that it's been played so much what? that you get really bored of it. But if you take some time to move away from listening to that song and then come back to it at a certain point, you'll go, "Ah, oh, I appreciate this song." His his ranges, like the way we'll talk about, kind of the the intrinsic nature of uh, of R and B or Luther to rap. Um, but he was just definitely someone that um, had a huge part to play in the the way music was constructed from from kind of Luther onwards. You're going in, bro. Like, like I ain't got nothing to say. No, fine. So let's talk about some favourite songs then. Yeah. Um, so I, I can, I've got a few True. I can list off. Um, I'll be interested to hear this. So I, I like So Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Always and Forever. House is Not a Home. Big, big like. one. That's a big one. My, my favourite, I think, it's only because I've been listening to it a lot, recently is for you to love from any love okay there's something about the way that song builds um the rhythms and just everything so it's the way in which he uses his voice the way the 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 beat flows everything in harmony it just makes it fills me with a lot of joy so i that's kind of currently my favorite luther vandross song and it's probably one that People don't really listen to as much. So can we? Back That's up, one of those kind of. Let's back up a little. Why? Why did you decide? Um, and this is just going to kind of paint the picture for me. Why did you decide to really just dig into the archives and pull out some Luther records in the first place? Okay, so the crux, the real reason, the crux of it is, I was looking for a record to play while playing some FIFA. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, oh, let me put something on, and I was like, oh, I haven't heard, I haven't listened to this for a long time, and I was just listening to it. I was just like. This is really good, mm. and the side, the second side to any love, it's just got some bangers. I mean, every song has got love in it, fine, but it's just got <laughs> bangers. But and then I was just like, for you to love, just it just stood out, and I kept replaying it and replaying it and replaying it. Then it got me thinking about just okay impact, and we always talk about Luther Vandross, and rappers always talk about Luther Vandross, and singers always talk about Luther Vandross. But how important really was he? Um, to the music that we and to the musicians we love and listen to every day. That's the kind of reason why this came about. Okay. And I might go through a Lenny Williams phase. I was listening to some James Ingram today. Like I'll go through different phases. Hold that, you know? that thought. James Ingram is one of the goats. Yes. You know yes. how I got into James Ingram just to go off on a tang- yeah. tangent. Go on. Back in the day, I was watching Stars in Their Eyes, Matthew Kelly, and some wow. came on there and sang Yamo Bide, which was a duet with James Ingram and um, Michael McDonald. And I never forgot that song until I was older right. and I went out and started buying my own music and I connected the dots and I found the song. 
turns out it was um, produced by Quincy Jones, so it made sense why I loved it so much. Well, he did a lot. So Ingram, James Ingram did some songs with Michael. So as a, as a uh, writer and composer. And also, so, also the stuff that um, Quincy Jones did with like Patty Austin. Come on, bruv. Yeah, bruv. Don't, let's, not, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Not <laughs> but do you know what I'm saying? We, we'll talk about Jeffrey Osborne. We'll talk about all oh. these different musicians and artists. But it just, Luther just came to me. I was just like, no one's talking about Luther. Yeah, I think, um, I think it's because um, one, one thing we spoke about on the phone outside of the podcast is like, if Luther had died today, like as in, um, the day we we're recording this, you know, the timeline would be flooded with tributes. But I feel sometimes, you know, when time passes on, um, unless it's something that's considered clickable or it's like the anniversary of something, which, you know, is, is what I'm referring to in terms of it being clickable, it doesn't really get mentioned, you know. And I can say the same thing for, you know, people like Nate Dogg, uh, Guru, yeah. these types of people. I think they should always be in the conversation. That's just me, though, yeah. and I could be wrong, but I just feel like no. you know, Luther's definitely one of those people who, 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 those in the know, no, but I think he's yes. one of those guys that sometimes we overlook just in 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 regards to you know the bigger names, even though he was yes. a big name. It's it's a weird, it's a weird thing, I, and I can't quantify it, and I can't prove that that's a fact. I'm just going based on how I feel. Fair enough, fair enough. So what are your favorite songs? So I've got a few. Um, don't oh. you know that? from never too much yeah uh, a house is not a home again from never too much i think that's one of the greatest closing songs of all time he was yeah, not yeah. playing um and, and that was also a, a dion warwick cover um forever for always for love i think i've said that in the right in the mm-hmm. right way um that's from mm-hmm. the self-titled album of the same name better love again from that same album yeah promise me from that album as well promise me is a nice really good, really, good really, choice. really really good one that's been sampled in hip-hop like two or three times already yeah, yeah, um, no, def- definitely, definitely. So amazing, which you mentioned before. The Busybody album, Make Me a Believer. Oh, Make Me a Believer. Is yeah. it? Yes, yes. And, um, if only for one night, taken from the night I fell in love. Can I Can I make a confession? Go on. I bought all these albums again today. <laughs> There's the other song that gets sampled a lot is Don't You Know That? Bro, like... Heavy D, um, got me waiting, anticipating. Pete Rock smashed. Oh, oh my, oh my, oh my. Because, <laughs> oh my. Ooh. He 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 had he had some great songs that you could sample. That's probably one um, of my favorite samples of all time. And the reason why I say that, I don't care who is rapping or singing on that. They always sound good. Yeah. Um, remember? Yeah. Um, do you remember when One Twelve? Uh, sang on that, sang on that sample as well, and, and Mace was with the uh, Mace, Mace and that Mace and Betha. Yeah, he was going at Jay Z on a Luther Vandross sample. Yeah, I I heard about. I maybe have to listen to it again and try to peep that. I never at the time thought about it. All you hear is platinum that, platinum this, platinum whips. Nobody got no platinum hits. <laughs> That's hard though. That's hard though. That's hard. That's bro. Like, Mace, that's hard, bro. You know what's funny, right? Because at the time, Mace was the guy in it. Like Jay Z was going gold and them things there. Do you know? What I mean? Do you know? Do you know who used to swear? And he probably secretly probably does, but doesn't outwardly say. It. Do you know who swears by Mace as the greatest rapper ever? Um, who was it again? I swear Kanye West loves him. It's Kanye West. Yeah, but Kanye West used to argue argue especially when he first came out this is you know pre-college dropout all of that 
I used to hear stories that he used to just mad, like he used to be like, nah, 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 Mace is the best, Mace is the best ever, ever, ever. And it's like, all right, cool. I think Mace was, I think Mace was incredible. I think sometimes he, you know, his talent level again gets, look, commercial stuff aside on, you know, um, uh, Feel So Good and all those kind of songs. If you listen to the way he puts words together, he's a very, very clever lyricist. No, no, I, I don't yeah, doubt I enjoy that. listening I, to I don't No, no, definitely. Um, so should we then speak about kind of the impact on hip hop, so songs that kind of sample Luther Vandross. There are a load. There are loads. There's some really huge ones. There's some underground ones. Yeah, so I will, kind of go through that. I was on. Um, I was on Who Sampled this morning. Yes, I'm just looking at all the songs that sample Luther, and the page went up to like it was like 20 pages. I said, no, nah, I can't. No, it's boom. Can, I, can before we go to actual factual with yourself? Could I just mention that um, uh, my my idol, my my Hover, has also sampled Luther Vandross with "Excuse Me, Miss." I uh, just want to put that out there. Can can I um, can I can I um, can I ask you something? Go on. Can we do one episode and you don't mention Jay Z? All right, fine, 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 fine. I'm just I'm, I'm just saying. I don't think about it. Right, out of all the songs you could have mentioned that sampled Luther Vandross, that's the one you want to lead with. That it's the hook. It's the hook. Excuse me, Miss. It's the hook. You know, look, Rockefeller. That whole that whole clique really loved Luther Vandross. If you look at have it sampled yeah yeah so i've got a few i'm just saying i'm just saying take you out is a good song okay you know excuse me miss okay not as good a song but okay bro i'm not arguing with you i'm like all right cool no all right let's let's get into the actual factual yeah okay slow jams is the is the obvious one um yes yes twister and kanye west which samples uh, a house is not a home what i love particularly about this song is we, we, you know, if we backtrack a bit, we spoke and we mentioned the fact that a lot of the songs or, you know, the ones that we love the most that sample Luther Vandross, they tend to bring a certain vulnerability of the, of yes. the artist out. Um, yeah. You know, I'm sure, for example, um, you could take a song like A House Is Not A Home. And if you were, if you were a producer, right, and you sampled a Luther Vandross beat and you sent it to me, I'm probably going to, you know, tell you about all my family business, all the time I got my heart broken how down in the dumps I was and all that kind of stuff, right? But what I particularly love about Slow Jams is that they took a pretty serious song. A house is not a yeah. home. Like saying to someone, listen, yeah, if you're not here in it, this house can't run. To take a song like that and then to turn it into quite a fun and playful, dare I say, sexual song, I thought it was I thought it was really cool. And I definitely think the song was produced in Kanye West Heyday. Um the song was a moment as well, in the sense that yeah. It kind of um, it signified or kind of propelled the resurgence of Twister, and you know brought in some mainstream success and visibility. Um, Jamie Fox being on the song as well. Jamie Fox definitely, you know, at the time was one of the go-to guys in in R and B. And I think what was really clever about the song is that it reintroduced the concept of a slow jam in a time where you know yeah. I think slow jams probably weren't you know like if you look at today's today's R and B's um, today's R and B landscape, um, I think the art of the slow jam is not what it used to be. In the sense, you, you definitely have to go digging for it. Um, it's definitely right. you know the quiet storm hour. <laughs> You're gonna have it's not really a thing on the radio stations <laughs> anymore. Um, yeah. I don't know what tune people get pregnant to these days. I just don't know. But with slow jams, um, what these three guys did is that they basically sampled Luther Vandross. And if you think of all the names that they mentioned on the hook, like Ready for the yeah, 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 and all that new edition stuff, I feel it was a, re a really clever way of introducing or reintroducing those acts 
Um, I'm paying homage. I'm paying homage yeah, to them because yeah, they're, 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 they're thinking about they're thinking about those artists when that song is made, right? Yeah, and I just think you know, in terms of the contrast with Kanye West verse, it was very playful. Um, it was almost silly in some ways. You know, you talk light skin friend look like Michael Jackson, yada yada yada. It was very very. It was very very silly, and then Twister just came through with the technical clinic at the end. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a song I still listen to to this day. Right. Um, and I particularly enjoy the college dropout version of the song, which has the extra bridge section at the end, mm. which is, which is, which is really, which is really cool. But yeah, that's probably, that's the first one that came to mind, yeah. even though it's not necessarily my favorite. Okay. No, that's fine. Um, another one I have since we're talking about the rock, uh, it's the rock. no better love, which samples yeah. better love. Um, no better love was by the young guns. I think it was the lead single from tough love. I could be wrong. Though. I think it, I, it, that sounds about right. That's a big tune. That's a big yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a massive song, and, yeah. and it, it had um, it had one of the the unsung goats on the hook. You had your man Rel on there. I'm a Rel. I'm a massive, yes. massive Rel. Uh, got me waiting, which I mentioned before. Samples don't mm-hmm. know that. That's probably mm-hmm. one. It's probably my favorite Heavy D song. You know. Okay. Yeah, Fine. my favorite Heavy D song produced by his cousin. Pete Rock, rest in peace to Heavy D. Um, I mentioned Love Me, which samples Don't You Know That, Love Me by 112. Yeah. I want to talk about the vulnerability aspect of of songs that sample Luther Vandross, if that's okay. So, yeah, yeah sure. Jada Kiss, one of the yeah, greatest yeah, yeah. MCs of all time. Um, I think his legacy is very much cemented. One of the criticisms that Jada Kiss has had over the years is that he doesn't show enough introspection and vulnerability yeah you have songs like why which was a massive 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 hit and it also showed that he could do songs in that vein um and still make them accessible but one song in his catalog where he shows a lot of vulnerability is things i've been through from the Mm -hmm. last album um and that samples uh i think it samples promise me it does Um, yes it samples promise me And when it talks about, you know, um, yo, from regular TV to cable, bouncing label to label, just trying to get the horse out of the stable, was once part of a dynasty, at least I was trying to be, think it was a time in my life when I was finding me. Mm. It just shows you, like, it just, it just shows you that, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to certain samples, man, you just, you just have to do what the sample tells you to do. So there's a, there's a literary term called pathetic fallacy. Wow. So where, where the... So the mood, the environment, uh, impacts your mood. So as an example, if it's raining outside and horrible outside and it's overcast, your mood is also overcast and dreary. Mm-hmm. It's a literary term called pathetic fallacy. Okay. And so to your point, and the valid point that you're making, um, that is what's happening. So the the sample is almost the literary works, and then the person who's Jada Kiss, uh, or any or, or the any or the artist itself is then encapsulating that mood with their own mood. Okay, well you learn something. You learn something new every day. Yeah, I've learned something new today. Also, promise me the sample was used um, in the Sam Snead remix of Close Off for Capone and Orega, and that, CNN and that yeah, and that closed yeah. out the War Report, which I think is quite poignant. Yeah, you know, from um. You know, uh, Jada Kiss, an artist like Saigon, always, always been on point with the social commentary and whatnot. He had a song yeah. called "It's All Right" featuring Marsha Ambrosius, which sampled um, "Good Song" from from Luther Tandros. Again, yeah. Kanye West on on the production. 
And some of the stuff that he's Saigon says on it, he's talking about social stuff, he's talking about religion, poverty, politics, all that stuff. But the, the lines that really stand out to me on, on this song, he says, um, Dear Lord, are we ever going to receive a reward for all the suffering and pain and misery we endure? Just like the transatlantic slave trade, the AIDS, the crack. When are, when are we ever going to get paid back? P.S. Write your boy S to the A back and tell Luther we got a joint that stays on playback. I just love how we yeah. reference Luther as well in the sample. Yeah, One yeah. of my favourite songs from that album. Lastly, in terms of the Luther vulnerability dynamic, for mm-hmm. Brown, um, when we think of oh, Brown, right. if, is it If I or something? If I. Love, that's my yeah. favourite song from the Il Nana album. Um, she's basically just talking about how life has changed for her and the people uh, around her and, you know, basically saying if she could turn back the, um, turn back the hands of time, she would. Um, she says lines like, you know, I was trying to do my thing, need you on my team, but you ain't going to stop my dream or block my cream. I like things better when you call me Ings which her, name, her real name was Inga, a year yeah. before Rap City, way, bef- way before Screen Scene, before, the f- before they knew who Foxy was you, was, probably you probably was the first to keep it real with all my secrets concealed. So when you think of Foxy Brown, I don't think introspective vulnerability is something that we necessarily associate with her. But I think this yeah. is one of the songs in her early catalogue which really highlighted where she could go when she took this angle. She definitely pushed the button all the way with the Broken Silence album and she laid it, she laid it pretty much bare. But I really, really love this song in the context of this particular album because it, it kind of gives you insight into who she was and where she was coming from. Oh, fair. Other songs that sample yeah. Luther Vandross that I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of, One Night by Zero. Uh, that, okay. I'm a big Zero fan, actually. I don't know if I've ever said that on this podcast, but I love that guy. Uh, that sampled If Only For One Night. Again, If I, Foxy Brown, sampled Any Love. What have I written here? Comfortable. I've got a touch on this one, bro, if you give me a minute. So Comfortable is by Median. Median is a part of the Justice League. The Justice League as in Little Brother, as in yes. Ninth Wonder. Fun fact here is that Median was actually supposed to be part of Little Brother with Ninth Wonder and Fonte. It was originally meant to be them as a trio. The night that they were supposed to record Speed, he didn't show up. Wow. But Big Pooh was there, and Little Brother became the trio that they were they're most known for. Wow. Yeah, so Median had a song on the early Justice mixtapes, Justice League mixtapes called Comfortable, and that sampled Forever For Always. And um, I only realised it sampled Luther Vandross maybe a year ago when I was in the studio with TE1. Right. Because he played the original song, and I'm like, oh, that's the sample <laughs> from Comfortable. So, um, so yeah, Comfortable by, by Median, samples Forever For Always, produced by Ninth Wonder, amazing song. I'm about to go into the underground archives right now, so bear with go me. Go for it. Take for in it. mind, Heather B. Yeah, that's oh, I lo- that's a good song as well. Great song, Heather B. Heather B, man. Yeah, I think yes. one of the hardest albums from a female rapper ever. Yeah, that's, that beat Heather goes B. though. That beat goes. Yeah, that beat goes. Samples promise me as well. And who knew my yeah. luck would change? Um, co- consequence. That's yes. called um, love won't let me wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did those, those, no, there's this, these are good, these are some good picks. Those are some of my picks. Did Kanye West produce that song? I don't know. Ah, uh, I'm not sure because it's from that long good, it's that goodbye album or something. I can't it's remember. From, I, don't, I, don't, uh, don't quit your day job. Don't that's it. Don't quit your day job. Yes, yes, yes. Great I don't one. know actually. Oh, um, oh, there's one that you really missed. Um, a very a big one actually, obvious one. Which one's that? Uh, Bow Wow, let me hold let me you hold down. You. Yeah, I yeah. knew I knew that one, but you know what it was. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Because your 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 um 
you're the guy that you you, you see all of that. Like I wanted to go with the underground and kind of highlight <laughs> highlight no, songs that people I, may not know of. I say it because I like that song. The song is hard. That song is excellent, yeah, bro. That tune is. Listen, let me tell you something. Yeah, there was a certain point in time where Bawa was going on mad. You know, like um, what's that song? Um, <laughs> um. I, it's really, really nice to meet you, Ma. I really, really love your style. That tune was bad. I'm telling you, right? Bow Wow's got some tunes. Bro, Bow Wow have got Bow Wow has some tunes that I could mess with. I was walking right? His, the streets of Miami listening to Bow Wow, and I thought, no way. No, no, no. Listen, listen. Bow Wow, he got some. He got some joints, bro. I'm not. I'm. I'm just telling you now. I like that song with Amarion. Mm. I even like like you with Sierra. I'm just saying, bro. I like all of that. I like. Yeah, yeah, I like. Bow Wow's my team. I wanted to do an episode one day on guilty pleasures, and one of those like a song like that would have been on the list. I don't care what. Listen, you know what play, play that song, play that song, and then play Southside with Lloyd and Ashanti right after. It just, it's just, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, I'm, that's my bag. I love that. And for Lloyd too, I've got time for Lloyd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, we, we could do it. but no, those those are some good picks. I did, I did, I was looking at when I was doing research. I didn't realize that there was a. Um, in Threat from the Black Album by Ninth Wonder, there is a small sample of Don't You Know That. I didn't realise. I, I, I read that this morning, but I, I didn't have time to, to go back and listen to it. because I. Th- it's, it's, like a, it's like a three, four second thing. So it's like, you know, when they chop certain things, it's not like a major, it's not like a major thing, like, um, like Let Me Hold You Down, where you can really hear it. Okay. Um, or, or like, uh, beanies I'm in that make me you can really hear it mm-hmm. um, but with with threat it's not there but those are honestly there's some really good really good picks there and it just shows I mean you could we could also even you can always like mentioning about how Saigon mentions Luther Vandross in the rap because he sampled him mm-hmm. there's always there's tons of Luther Vandross references in rap songs from Kane to Drake um, to to whoever Foxy they're, they're, that it's always been there um, it just it just shows that I think the culture of rappers always probably appreciated Luther Vandross more so. I would imagine because we grew up on him. I was about to say that I would imagine I would imagine that Luther Vandross for me. I mean, I grew up in church, so it was mainly gospel music. But I can imagine for people in the culture in the culture of hip hop, particularly those who were raised in the in the seventies and eighties, Luther Vandross was a staple voice in their household. Yeah, like I'm talking staple. I can imagine every black household in America had some kind of Luther Vandross record or, or some kind of some kind of Luther Vandross memorabilia because like he was that guy. Like he was the guy he, he was the guy to, you know, put music on for the bedroom. And the women loved him. <laughs> the women loved him. Yeah. They woman the women loved him like they loved babyface. Oh, he had the clear see, okay, now we're talking. See, we have gone into the chamber now, yeah. I have a list. <laughs> I have a list. Go yeah. Go on, go on, of, go on. People I would not let around my wife, right? Not because they're right. creepy or not because yeah. they're nasty, but the swag level and the the, the score of on the gallus meter, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the gallus yeah? meter. It's too high. These men break the internet when it comes to the gallus meter. So you have yeah, yeah, Babyface yeah. on it. Babyface is on it. He's on it. Babyface is on it. I saw Babyface perform. He is on it. Bro, did, you, did, did you see the smoke he had for um Teddy Riley in the battle when he goes, Oh, we're playing remixes. I don't do remixes. <laughs> listen, listen if I could grow up and be as smooth as Babyface, I won in life. Bro, Babyface right. still looks like he's nine years old. Yeah, no. 
Like, imagine coming on uh, to a battle in a, in a velvet jacket. What are you doing? Yeah. You know when these man, these man, these man swag is just permanently on. It's the default setting. Yes, yes. Permanently yes. on. And Luther Vandross is one of the people. He couldn't come to my house. Nope. No, sir. No. Nope. I mean, he could come to mine. It's fine. I just, yep. I just feed him some, some, some roti and sabji. Uh, you know what I mean? I'll be fine, bro. Well, you know, you know, he, he, he got kind of big at one point, so I'm sure he would have ate it, but. Boy, Luther can't come to the house. Nah, Luther, Luther, Luther is a G. Um, should we then delve into a bit about the the relationship between R and B and hip hop? So we touched upon like when people reference slow jams uh, or really like that classic R and B, even in their songs, mm-hmm. like Drake does it, for example. I think he did it on Scorpion. Um, he mentions, you know, certain. He mentions the vibe, and he mentions Luther Luther Vandross, and we we've we've talked about just hope, like a gen in a generalist view um that the relationship between r&b and hip hop there's a, there's a big one because it hip hop is almost informed by r&b in ways mm-hmm. we we always talk about the reggae influence cuz of cool herc but the 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 basis the fundamentals the the foundations i think of of hip hop also really come from r&b and soul it's it's integral, man. Um, I think it's key. Intrinsic, intrinsic yeah, is the word I, I use. Word. I think it's key to just also recognize that you know it wasn't always like that. Um, hip hop and R and B is very much you know top and tail right now. Um, who's the top? Who's the tail? You know that's up to you to decide. But you know, once upon yeah. a time, you know, hip hop was seen as the fad, or you know, and it was seen as singing and soul. That was seen as real music. Do you know what I mean? I think it, yeah. it was a certain snobbery. Um, and elitism around the music, but you know, you know, people, people like you know, and your know, your Bismarck, he's just a friend. You know, we we you know, he made it comfortable, helped make it comfortable for rappers to sing and all the melody stuff. You know, Kane did songs like Smooth Operator, yeah, that kind of stuff. And I think, I think um, there's a place for it in hip hop. I think it just. Yeah. You know what? I know I don't necessarily see the difference, bro. Like anymore, I'm just see. You know, if if you do an R and B song and there's like an eight bar from Fabulous on the beginning, oh, like, he was a, he was a king of that at one point, right? Yeah, but he was killing all the R and B stuff. Well, you know, people like Ja Rule and I know yeah. we I know we oftentimes talk of you know Drake and what he's done in terms of uh, bringing together hip hop and R and B, and I I do feel sometimes he falsely gets the credit for it particularly yeah. because we're in a generation where, you know, research isn't necessarily celebrated or seen as important. But I think of how we bring R&B and hip-hop together, and I think of Fonte, I think of yeah. Bismarcky, who I mentioned before. I, LL, would be, LL would be a good one to you. Integral, bro, like, come on, man. I think of the stuff that Dr. Dre did over at Death Row with Michelle and even going yeah. to Ruthless, and um, what's the homegirl's name who's on Death Row? Jewel, Jewel, and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. she did all she did all the skits like oh, death row in the house yeah, yeah, yeah. and you sitting over there you know what I mean? <laughs> better get on part of your chair yeah. no no it's, it's I, don't, I don't disagree if a woman sang to me i say hey you sitting over there i'm, I'm gonna get up bro i'm gonna do whatever she says <laughs> slowly right slowly, slowly. Isn't it? Like, no sudden movements if she shoots me um, you know Ja Rule, you gotta give him his credit. Um, yeah, Fifty Cent. Um, yeah, yeah. hip hop and and R and B together, and then you know you think of like some of the singers as well. I, I think of you know names that don't get mentioned a lot. Adriana Evans, who released right. her album on Loud Records. Um, her album was produced by Dred Scott. Think about look, come on, man. OC, Far from Yours. 
that's a hip hop R and B hybrid. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, DIT. It was part of the. It was part of the formula at one point, right? Especially in the nineties. Think about Mary J. Think about Biggie. Think about there was always this, uh, especially to introduce acts. There was this thing of we should um, have an R and B flip to it. Think about Destiny's Child, bro. First time we saw Destiny's Child was with Wyclef. Yes. Yes. Right. So there was a flip there. So at that point it was, oh no, no, we're having the we're having the guy who at that time was part of the biggest selling rap group probably of all time, but at that point, we're gonna have him introduce Destiny's Child with the refugee camp. Yeah. And you know I mean worked. so and and it worked. It's and it and it worked and it fucking worked. And and even after that we can look at um if we look at the, the singers that have come through since then, right? If we look, you look at, I look at good R&B singers or songwriters. I look at Neo. I love Neo. Neo is excellent. Yeah. I love Neo. Neo, is, some, a, Neo is a great, great writer. Absolutely. He's brilliant. And I, I just think about how he was endorsed and embraced by rap, how he was embraced by Ghostface. Like his performances of Ghostface songs, mm-hmm. or his performances on, on on fabulous songs. Think about Ryan Leslie, yes. the genius that he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and again, very much related to rap. And I, I, and a lot of it is to do with the fact that rap became and is the biggest selling genre of music. You know, so what I would love of, to see though. I would love to mm-hmm. see a lot of our underground um, heroes and producers do more R and B stuff. For some reason, like who? Like, like who? I just think Apollo Brown could produce an amazing R&B. Right, album. right, gotcha, 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 gotcha. And I know in the past he said he wants to work with a singer who has a really kind of dirty, soulful voice. The stuff that Sky Zoo and Raheem Devon do together, I could hear Apollo Brown doing stuff. I can hear it. Listen to Raheem Devon's angry at me, bro. Listen to Baker. Bro, Raheem Devon is mad at me. Why? He's mad at me, bro. What did you do? Uh, he mad at me. Uh, listen, lovely guy, excellent. I mean, genius. I think he mad at me, bro. I don't. I can't even listen to his music the same way because I think he's still mad at me. <laughs> what did he do? Nah, bro. It's me, and it? it's not. It's nothing bad, and it? it's nothing bad, isn't it? Like it's nothing bad. We just ha- we we know we had a good time. Did an interview. I didn't really put it out. I kept it in the stash, and I think he got mad at me about that. Isn't it? He stopped talking to me, and like he got a bit. You know. Did he like, Come on, man. Like, don't be like that, Raheem. Raheem, me and you, you know. Did he, did, he, did he raise his voice? Were you scared? No, 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 no. It just, it just, it's communication ceased. Okay. And and at that, at that point, communication was ongoing. It was an ongoing communication. And he was blessed. I think he just got a bit mad because he really enjoyed the interview we did. And uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it. listen, it was a, I don't know if I have it still, bro. It's probably somewhere lost, right? It's, um. It's like the Mac Miller interview. It's probably a lost interview. I I, I don't know interview Mac Miller. It's lost now, bro. I don't I don't even know where that is. I don't I don't I didn't shoot that footage. Someone else did. I don't think they have it anymore. You need to but, you need to um what's the word excavate. I don't think I think that's gone, bro. I think that's gone. I've just I've just made peace with the fact that it's gone. Bro. All right, safe. Um, but yeah, but, I'd love um, to hear a lot. Of, I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear R and B projects from. And this is not to say that they haven't done R and B flavored stuff before. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but I'd love to hear like an R&B project from from Knots. Um, who else? You know what? Imagine what? Imagine this. I actually tweeted this one time. Go on. And he replied to me. A Mary J. Blige project, yeah? Mm-hmm. Produced by Ninth Wonder. Oh, he would be... Ninth is like... If you think about Jamla Records, mm-hmm. 
what that's what that's named after. Mm-hmm. All of that, like, mm-hmm. there's history there. Yeah, yeah, bro, he's the perfect guy to do it, bro. He's the perfect guy to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What I, smart I would, guy, smart guy, smart guy, and that smart guy. I would love to add as well what I particularly enjoy about the hip hop R and B sound of current times is the fact that they're sam- they're now sampling stuff from when I say now in recent years they they've started to sample stuff from the eighties and nineties. Yes, stuff definitely. That, stuff that we're intrinsically linked to. It's not this isn't the stuff that our parents used to play. It's stuff that we we used to play. And it's the stuff that yeah. we still play. So, you know, Ninth Wonder's one of the guys who's been doing that. My guy Kudoy Soul in, in California, he was doing that. They're sampling SWV, Soul for Real, Jodeci. Drake did the Jodeci freestyle. You know, these yeah, he did, kind, he did, of, he kind of references. I really, really, I really enjoy it. And I really appreciate it because now we, we can honestly say that the music of our generation is now being sampled. It's not necessarily looking back per se. No, for sure. For sure, like, oh, I was there. I remember when I heard this record. Oh my god, he sampled Boys to Men, you know, stuff like that. I really, no, for sure, it's for cool. sure, it's, it's, it's dope, it's, it's dope, you know, it is, it is. I think, um, uh, think about Tony Braxton, I think about, um, was it Mist and Fredo from here? They did, uh, they, they sampled, um, uh, uh, uh Tony Braxton, okay, the song that went number one, um. That you're absolutely right. The the songs that we grew up on are now getting sampled, and it's good to hear, and it's great to hear. Um, but I just, I, I, it makes me then think about Whitney Houston for some reason. I don't know why. I'm just thinking about Whitney. I think about Luther's influence on her music sometimes. I also think about like Monica, bruv, Monica, bruv, R and B singer, bruv. Monica was, I love Monica. Her first, don't take it personal. Her first what? album was incredible. You know, you're talking about if we're talking about the hip hop R and B sound. Her first album is a great example of that. It was produced predominantly by Dallas Austin. We all know what Dallas Austin wow. is capable of. We all yeah, know yeah, yeah, what yeah, he yeah. is, the stuff he did for TLC. Are you mad? Are you mad? Yes, yes, yes. Come on now. So there's... there's... Don't make me swear. Yeah. The... yeah no. <laughs> Don't make me swear. Man. No, there's, there's so... There's... there's uh, it's, it's really one... In, it's one glove, really, I think. It's... It, the, all the same and I think we can go on for other artists as well it isn't just Luther Vandross there are other artists that kind of contributed to the to the relationship between R&B and hip hop um, and now it's 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 different now 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 you've got R&B singers who want to rap right <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying just, but do you know what I mean like and, and I'm not saying it's bad I'm saying it could be good and it, and it is good I, Chris Brown can rap his ass off I, right? I hear he's okay. I think I, I think I heard a song from him a few years ago, and I was like, "Oh, it's not too bad." He's, he he can rap his ass off. I I think we can I give some kudos. I think go that far. He can rap. He can rap. He can rap. He can rap better than me. Well, I mean, you, you're you're kind of like you're like the, the bar is on the floor when it comes to you. Nah, but I'm I'm a producer now, bro. I'm like the, I'm like the Asian producer, bro. I mean, have you, mean, have, you have you have you learned to export your stems? Yes, yes. <laughs> I exported stems this week, bro. I'm such a clown. <laughs> I'm such a no, but but the the, the idea that R and B singers now, and it's only it's because that it's because rap is such a huge genre of music. Mm-hmm. But if you look at singers turned rappers, mm-hmm. um, not just the other way around. Chris Brown can rap. I give him that. Um, we just saw recently, I think last week, um, Beyonce came out with the remix to uh, Meg The Stallion's uh, Savage. She's rapping on there and singing on there. Nothing about that song, bro. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm a savage, classy. And, right. Here's, uh, a yeah, for you. here's a question for you. When you when you oh. mentioned this, when you when you brought this song up, yeah, yeah, in the back of your mind, you heard a voice that says Chris knows nothing about this, didn't you? I no. You, you ignored the voice. You ignored the voice. I, I ignored the voice. I ignored the voice. Yeah, don't don't Look, ignore the voice. Don't ignore the voice. Here's one. Here's what. Here's another person we probably have to throw into the conversation of R and B and hip hop. Okay. Because she, because of the, her proximity to where she lived, she loved rap. Alicia Keys. Oh no, she's a, she's a hip hop head. Exactly. She's a head. Right? Alicia. Think about it. Had um, you don't know my name with with meth like that. Um, most F was in the video. Yes. That was a good video. Oh, man, I love Mostef. Kanye West pretty. I love Mostef, you know. Yeah, he's 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 um he's 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 one of he's one of our special ones. Think about what um Alicia Keys did when she replayed um New York State of Mind and put Nas and Rakim on the song Streets of New York. She did that. Yeah. She, yeah, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. she did remixes with Busta Rhymes and she bro, she had Rampage. She brought Rampage, bro. Rampage the last boy scout. Nah, nah, she she deep so, so Busta Rhymes doing ad libs. Yeah, Buster will do it though, isn't it? Buster will do that. Buster will do ad libs for 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 a for a good cause. I mean, they were label mates at the time, but you know, it was um. Yeah, but Buster would do it though. Buster, Buster, Bus will jump on. If you feel think about Buster Rhymes is, if he sees an opportunity, he will jump on it. But it was it was it was actually pretty cool because she she replayed um the the piano the piano sample from a uh, while for the night, which was a right. great song. Which was yeah, right, right. which was it was really cool. But yeah, Alicia Keys, Alicia Keys is a head man. Don't I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's a the, talk about the relationship. Maybe we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So, are there any last thoughts before we get the hell out of here? Just you know, rest in peace to Luther Vandross. Um, one of the greatest voices of our generation. His music soothes me. It soothes my soul. It just brings clarity to chaos. And it brings it brings peace to confusion, man. It's just listening to Forever for Always, the album a couple of weeks ago, and I literally felt something inside of me break. Um, wow! I retrospectively put the title track on my wedding playlist, even though I'm already ma- married. Um, I was just like, "Nah, this tune is too fire." So I added <laughs> it. I've added it to my my playlist on Apple Music just because I love the song so much. And nice. you can hear you're you're gonna hear a Luther Vandross sample on my upcoming album. I cannot say what it is. But when you hear it, you'll know what time it is. And um, okay. yeah, Luther, Luther Vandross will always stay in rotation. In my household, I miss Luther Vandross. Um, I feel he died way too early. He died at the age of 54. I feel he had yeah, so early. much more he could have contributed to music and to legacy. And in terms of just the, the science of singing, if we can call it that, yeah. um, just in, in terms of technical focus and why singers do what they do when they do it. Um, he just had, he's a, he's a, he was a gift. He was a gift to the world. He was a gift to the world. There will never be another, another Luther Vandross. Um, and uh, yeah, just, just, just one of the goats, one of the goats, Mount Rushmore in terms of, in terms of uh, his voice and the impact it had. Well said, well said. Right. We're going to get out of here. As always, you can follow us on your favorite social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're on your podcast platforms. Do uh, get in touch if you have anything to say about Luther Vandross. If you have any songs we missed, anything you want to add to the conversation, do get in touch. Always uh, get in touch with us at Break the Atoms on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Always, if you want to leave a review on Apple, 
do that as well. That always uh, lets us know that you're listening and that you're a fan of the show. Uh, Chris, until next time. Yeah, man. And remember, it's Lufa. L-O-F-A. Lufa. Lufa. Lufa.